Hello and welcome. This is Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Stephen Daniels coming to you from the comfort of my own home. One of the things that we're hearing a lot about and everybody in the industry is as well is that dietary supplement sales are surging. Um, but then on the flip side of that is what happens on the supply side. There are various conversations going on. So we thought it would be very interesting to talk to some of the kind of key CEOs in the space. And I'm very pleased to be joined this morning by Jim Emmy, who's the CEO of Now. Um, Jim, coming over to you, my very first question is, um, how are you, how is the family, and how is everybody at Now? Well, thank you for asking, Stephen. Thank goodness everybody's doing well. Uh, I think we all know someone who's contracted the virus, and uh, some have been ill and some hasn't, but in my immediate family, no, every, everybody's great. And uh, in the Now family, thank goodness everybody is great, too. Great. Uh, Excellent. We're good. Delight, delighted to hear that. Okay, so we're hearing a lot about surging sales and supplements. I mean, can you comment on how the last two months have been for now? Well, crazy. <laughs> it's been incredible. Uh, you know, the who would have thought, you know, in all the years. Last year, we saw a surge in some immune products because the uh, apparently the flu vaccine did not match up well to the flu virus that came out. 2018, 2019, and elderberry was in short supply. Uh, Echinacea purpurea, some of the botanicals were uh, uh, in shorter supply. And as a result, retailers were stocking up on some of that in, uh, last fall and were prepared for it. But you know, who would have thought with all the talk of recent months of CBD and whether it's legal, whether it's legitimate in some areas or not, uh, but who would have thought that vitamin C would be one of the main topics and vitamin D and uh, uh, just basic fundamental products in our industry. And the, uh, zinc, uh, those have been in short supply. We've talked to a couple of uh, a large brick and mortar retailers, some of the small brick and mortar retailers, as well as internet retailers. Every one of them are in short supply of zinc right now and would love to get extra supply of vitamin C. And because of that, um, certainly on the supply side, it's been a challenge. Now we stocked up on raw materials because of Chinese New Year. We do it every year. Most of the vitamin C in the world comes from China. And uh, we, we had good supply, actually a superior supply we felt. And in the beginning it put us in a great position. Now we're, we're hand to mouth, not just with the supply of ingredients, but also our manufacturing capabilities. Uh, March was an incredible month for us, uh, product sales-wise, uh, unprecedented really in the history of the company. And our retail division, it was unprecedented as well from a monthly basis. So we've got that perspective of it with our fruitful yield stores here in the uh, Chicago areas. Uh, but from an ingredient supplier standpoint, it's been tough. And uh, we've been able to get better allocations and we've got a lot of cash so we've we've been negotiating some better deals and that's helped out too another fact factor that's been discussed a lot with some of the, my colleagues in the industry are what about price gouging or, or has there been a problem well we negotiate uh, annual contracts as much as we can and we've been able to hold true on most of those so that that's been helpful we were affected more by tariffs on that in recent months than by this uh, once those contracts are up, that may change the environment some, but we will see. We did see a, a, a increase in elderberry products, but uh, uh, some of the crop products are much harder to predict and lock in uh, when it comes to it. But 
we're, we're seeing a steady supply. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of hoarding of our products going on with consumers based on what we've seen and the feedback we've got from our retail stores, retail customers. It's just the spike in dem demand was just unforeseen and people, it's going to take uh, several weeks to, to recover from that. Yeah. One minute you could, you, you could check our inventory. We wouldn't have it. And then two days later we've got it, but then it's gone within yeah. four hours, almost like toilet paper in the, you know, the supermarkets. Yeah. So I was looking on your website over the weekend and, and there are a lot of products that were listed about as out of stock. I mean, is that, is that just because you, is that a, an ingredient availability? Is that on the manufacturing side with, staffing the manufacturing facilities what is it well good questions all it's a combination of really think one thing number one is uh ingredient availability that's the longest lead time for some of the products especially crop products once once a botanical crop is gone it's gone uh the second side of it uh, is our manufacturing capacity uh we're 40 percent in march we were 40 percent above our our operating plan and unit demand, unit sales. Uh, well, we've invested capital to increase our cap capacity by 25%. Well, right away, we've got a deficit. So that's part of it. The third part of it is because of the combination of, of consumer demand, we actually have been rationing shipments, even including to our own website. And because of our history as a, a supplier to independent retailers and brick and mortar retailers, we are trying to balance out our shipments of short supply products to all customers. We're, we're trying to make sure everybody gets a shot, everybody takes care of it. And frankly, on our own website, we've been shortchanging ourselves to make sure that we take care of uh, uh, the, our long-term customers who've really kept us in business. Okay. So what does all of this mean for kind of like the new product development pipelines that everyone got? Because Expo was postponed, um, canceled slash postponed, yeah. um, where a lot of companies will launch new products and a lot of their kind of MPD pipeline is, is based around that kind of flow of shows as the year goes on and all that. Um, is, is it still... Um, a priority for, for companies like now to be launching new products throughout this or, or is it just about focusing on the, the established portfolio and making sure that that's still out there? Well, good question, Stephen. It's still a strategic priority for us because you have to have new products to keep growth going. Uh, and we're big enough that many of the ingredient vendors that have new, new ingredients or uh, particularly if they've got a clinical with a structure function claim capability, they reach out to us early on. We're one of the companies that, that are fortunate enough to have that presented to them. So it's we still continue our new product element, really because of categories. We're seeing explosive supplement growth, but we've got foods. Uh, we've seen explosive growth in the food category. A phenomena we've seen are with our, our baking goods and our flowers and single ingredient things. Uh, people are, that are sheltering in place at home are baking. You know, their kids are baking, their teenagers are baking. It's a family event that can happen. We've seen things like potato flour and, and organic flowers, uh, semolina flowers just skyrocket. So we've had to develop some extension of those products that people have asked for. And in the sports category, we've actually seen a boost in the pea proteins, uh, vegetable proteins, and yes, even a, a surge in whey proteins because they're shelf stable 
and people are making a lot of smoothies when they're staying home, whereas they would buy them somewhere else. That said, the new product demands for us have really shifted more to extensions of that demand right now, because retailers are telling us we need these things. So I'd, I'd say it's certainly an A minus uh, priority for us, uh, but it, it's still a key priority because what if you're not developing new products? What are you going to be able to come out with in the weeks ahead? All right. In the month ahead? So, so looking at the weeks ahead and the months ahead and the outlook for that, um, I mean, how do you think that business practices or even consumer habits will have changed once this kind of settles down? Everyone keeps talking about the new normal. What is the new normal? We just don't know. Um, I spoke to um, one CEO last week and they'd said, you know, a lot of people, a lot more people are using supplements than ever before. So will that continue on? Will all these people, you know, kind of transform into regular supplement users, those that were maybe not so much before? I mean, what do you see happening? Well, you know, some of it's based on insight of what's coming out of Washington. Uh, most of it's based on insights we're getting from our own retail experience and other retailers. Uh, the rest of it's speculation on my part, so let me qualify all of that. Uh, we're extremely worried about the economic environment and the discretionary income of consumers. That said, our industry is often uh, shown to be recession-proof in, in prior years. Uh, the downturn of 2008-2009, uh, sales of supplements picked up. Uh, people were concerned about medical costs, they started taking control of their health. Uh, we believe that that's happening right now. Uh, we, we feel that we will get a return on, on customers and consumers coming forth. It's just, it'll, and, and we believe that brands that are affordable, that do have high quality standards, are gonna become go-to products for, for consumers because they're really gonna watch what they spend. Uh, that said, uh, how we sell the products, how we market the products, uh, trade shows and the importance of them, they'll still be important. But I think it's gonna be a long time before we start seeing a lot of social gatherings. Uh, I also believe that years ago before internet sales and before uh, so the proliferation of large chains that are carrying supplements, uh, we had four big times a year when sales would pick up. They were the two expos, Expo East, Expo West, because we'd write a lot of orders at those shows, then that's changed over the years. But also the other two big times were New Year's, people setting new health goals with New Year's resolutions. I'm gonna get healthy this year, I'm gonna lose weight, I'm going to uh, exercise, and I'm gonna really take care of myself. So we think that that's gonna happen. The other one we think is going to happen is back to school. Uh, that was a big surge in business for us in years past. We believe that coinciding with the picking up of cold and flu season again will probably hit us more and more. And we're planning accordingly. I've talked to other companies that, that feel that way. And uh, that's our prediction. Of course, that's, I don't have a crystal ball and it can't be uh, particularly accurate, but it may be that what's old is new again. And what really hadn't happened as much before may have a higher influence. But with that, I also think this is an opportunity for our industry to shine. It's our opportunity to step up and be the best we can be. And unfortunately, one of the big, bigger things I'm concerned about is uh, economic adulteration of ingredients. And our stance that we're taking from supply side is, 
if there's a new vendor saying, I've got elderberry and we've never heard of them before, we're going to have a very skeptical eye on that. So we're leaning heavily on the vendors we trust and we know. And if they're coming in with a new ingredient and it costs half as much as the ingredients that are out there right now, it's probably garbage and we're not going to work with it. So not every, every company has the testing capability we have in our, our facilities, but we as an industry all need to be relying on, on the, the capabilities of third-party laboratories. We need to be vigilant to make sure that we're not falling into the trap of buying adulterated or counterfeit products because it, it's proven time and time again that the bad actors jump all over these situations. So uh, if we do that as an industry, we can show consumers they can trust us. Uh, I think the agencies will be breathing a sigh of relief, especially since the FDA stopped all routine inspections of in, incoming ingredients to the country. And uh, you know what? The exposure to more and more consumers that we're all seeing how do we retain that cons those consumers and how do we maintain that trust? And we've been handed a, a real opportunity in that as an industry. And you know what? I'm an optimist. I, I think we'll make this happen. And that's, uh, I don't want to be foolish, but I think in the long run, we're all going to be better for it. Steve. Let's hope so, Jim. Thank you so much for taking your time to talk to us today. Really appreciate it. Wishing you all the very best with now and everyone with the now family.